1: Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts, of course, here with Marnie Kinross, bestselling author, relationship expert, etc. Um, and we have a wonderful man in the studio with us who is great at Approach anxiety. Yes, we have
2: Daniel Vercetti. Thank you. Us. I and did not want to screw that up. In the office. Vercetti. Yeah, Vercetti. I love it. Versetti. Yeah. Versetti. I did. I did say it as if I was Italian. Yeah, you did.
3: You I Italian? loved
2: it. No, I'm not Italian, oh. but I like to be when I talk about Vercetti. <laughs> it's so tasty. So Vercetti good. sounds like a food we should all be eating. Uh, exactly. I, I would agree
3: with that. I mean, exactly.
1: Well, I, Vercetti I wa- goes great with pancetti. <laughs> I, right.
2: I wanted to have Daniel on the show um, because he works for a company that. Does something very similar to what I do, who you know teaches men how to attract, approach, date everything with women, Uh, and I signed up to a whole bunch of newsletters because I like to see what other people are saying. Even I am spying to (laughs) see if they're doing better than me, Um, but just to see you know what other information is out there that I can learn from, even if I don't agree completely with everybody else's systems out there. Uh, But you had sent out, or the company that you work for had sent out an email with videos that you had created. There was like a four-video series. And one of the videos was talking about approach anxiety and how to overcome it, and I loved everything that you had to say, which is why I wanted to bring you on the show and why Mm -hmm. I wanted you to teach the guys who are listening to and and to the girls, because this is for for both people as well. The the tips that you were giving are for everybody to overcome approach anxiety. So before we get into the actual tips, I want to hear a little bit of background on you about why and how you know how to get over approach anxiety yeah.
3: well there was so i've been i've been doing this for close to nine years now i'm in my uh-huh. ninth year so it's been a long time mm-hmm. and uh, and when i first started i was so trapped by anxiety that i was i found myself on the edge of a train platform not thinking should i end or not i oh, was okay. planning how to Right. So how
1: to jump in front of the train How to
3: do it, how to end it. I was like, right. You know, I don't want to do a train that's going to be messy. I want to have an open coffin. Um, I don't want to take pills because that's. Oh,
1: wow. This is going dark. I'm into this. It was
3: dark. It was a dark period, you know, and that was because I was trapped. I just felt so trapped by anxiety from seeing. And and it wasn't necessarily about women. Right. It was first of all, it wasn't about women. It was about me not being able to express myself and have the emotional freedom to do the things that I wanted to do. Right. And that's what that's what really led me to figure out what was going on. So I was in a dark place, right? Yes. Um and and once I figured it out and I realized that so many other guys were going through this as well, that's when I started to dive into it and go, Okay, well how do I then teach that and how do I help people to overcome that as well? So that's why it became a very special area of focus for me. Um when I when I first um found out some some of the tools, I, I heard a stat that said one in three people had been suicidal.
1: Wow. Yeah. One, three. I'm people. surprised it's not three in three people. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's right. like, that's amazing. <laughs> it's, amazing.
1: it's gone. Yeah. Down. We're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, interesting. Um, yeah. So that was, that was what
3: my, you know, that was the drive for me to figure it out. It was coming from a lot of pain. And then yeah. the guys that I worked with um, for coaching, I saw that one of the main things that they had was that they were scared to approach. There was something that was, even if it wasn't a kind of, um, a lot, it's never a logical fear. fear no, logical, it's logical, right? Um, but they had something that was just stopping them from going and taking action. Yeah. And so it comes in various, various different forms. And that was what I was really interested in figuring so out.
1: So before when you were feeling these feelings and you felt like stifled, like you mm-hmm. couldn't really express yourself, what was it that you wanted to express? Was it just your being? Was it one specific talent you thought you had that you couldn't really put out there? Like what was it exactly that you couldn't really express?
3: At the time, I just thought it was my intention. Mm-hmm. It's my desire, my intention, just whatever it was, you know, to just go out and make something happen. Mm-hmm. And so my that area of focus, the thing that brought it into light was dating. You know, that was right. the most immediate Makes thing. Makes it obvious. But, it, it you know, when looking at business, looking yeah. at, you know, I used to be an actor and going and meeting people. Mm-hmm. That was, I could feel it still. You know, but but it was the strongest when it came to obviously seeing a woman I was right. attracted to and going and actually engaging in conversation.
2: So, what's the first step to overcoming it? Know like, how to speak. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> no, but so you're on a platform contemplating suicide, mm-hmm. and then what is the next step after that? Like, where do you? Where was the first resource that?
3: Yeah. You got. Yeah. Or what was it? The first. The first thing that that I realized was that, um, and I and I got this from from Tony Robbins, right? About the state that anxiety isn't something that we just feel it's something that we do we there's a process mm-hmm. and a cycle that we go in every time that we feel anxious it's a it's a it's a pattern of our physiology of our focus and what we're the, the meaning that we're creating from mm-hmm. seeing a woman and wanting to approach it's, or a, it's, it's
1: almost like it brings the same feelings that we would have thousands of years ago when we were going to be Eaten by a lion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? That kind of anxiety, like it takes over your adrenaline and all of that. Yeah, 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 you can't hear anything, you can't see anything, you can't, <laughs> can't yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I still remember one of my, like
2: when I was younger, I was in the seventh grade. I remember we were in design technology class, mm-hmm. and there was a whole bunch of like popular people who were sitting around and talking, and they were talking about like some Schindler's List. We had all just seen Schindler's mm-hmm. List, like that's what Jews should go see. But Schindler's List, we had seen it. <laughs> I think uh, they've already seen it. No, you're right. But I, I, it was a whole bunch of us talking about it, and this one girl, Natalie G who was super popular i was not super popular <laughs> she had made a comment on the film and i and i kept thinking about this one comment that I wanted to make back that I, that I heard my parents say that I thought was interesting and it took me five minutes to get it out of my mouth because my heart was beating fast I was so worried about what she would think and then I said it like of five minutes later G. yeah and then Ugh. she made like some comment like obviously like obviously we're thinking <laughs> that and I, I remember just being like oh my god that was the most heartbreaking thing that took me so much to get that out of my mm-hmm. mouth and you just slapped me across the, uh, and, but I remember that anxiety and it, yeah. it, it lived with me for a very long time until I, similar to you started working to <clears throat> overcome it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's paralyzing.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. That just magnifies, you know. Yeah. It, it, it as you get as you get older, as you as you set a higher expectation for yourself, and you think I should be doing this, and yes. you know, I, oh, I, then there is
1: the should be. Yeah,
3: exactly. And yeah. that should is what you know mm-hmm. just just makes it it intensifies it. I should be approaching. It's
1: like the bitch in your head. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I should be doing <laughs> this Yeah, a loser. Idea. Yeah, yeah, suck. you suck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: and and the more successful <laughs> you become, you know, I was I was an actor. I was, uh, at the time, I was like on the stage doing awesome stuff, and I
1: can see you doing you know, that. By the way, yeah. you have a presence oh, like Macbeth. Thank you. Y- yes, <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I just see you just doing it because like, it's British. English. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. But uh, but it, that was it was magnifying, and I see yeah. it was with the guys that I work with as well. That, that I see very successful guys who who are kicking ass in business, yeah. you know, and then they come into their in the dating and relationships, and yeah. just tanks. You know, so that was the focus. So, so, the first thing was to realize that it was something that I was doing. There was a pattern, and in order to break the anxiety, I had to break the pattern, right? And so, you break the way that you're using your body. So, let's say, for example, once I saw a woman, I started to become aware of what it was that was actually happening. You know, what was I? What was I focusing on? And then, what was my body doing? So, was I focusing on getting rejected? Was I focusing on? you know, her being busy or her having a serious face, right? Was I focusing on some voice, her having this voice that was really intimidating? It was it, yeah. so illogical, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so once I started to figure out what the pattern of my focus was, then I started to break the pattern.
2: Mm-hmm. First step is noticing. You have to awareness. actually be present and be aware and Absolutely. start to notice. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So so that's the first thing I do, guys. I'm just like, all right, let's bring it to the conscious awareness. What happens? What happens, right? Once you've become aware, then you can choose a different path. Mm-hmm. You gotta break the pattern though. You know, so that was a step. And then and then um and then changing how I was using my body. It's very difficult to be nervous, to be anxious when you breathe deeply, mm-hmm. when you stand up strong, right? When you fix your eyes on a certain point and not flicking all over the place. That's right. one of the things mm-hmm. I see because you're taking it too much information, so the brain's getting overwhelmed. Yeah. Right, so when you start to slow down your inner tempo consciously right. slowing down the inner tempo, consciously breathing deeper, consciously standing up, right, focusing on the positive outcomes, then it then anxiety seems to disappear, yeah. You know, and so when I figured that out, I was like, ah, Mm -hmm. yes, freedom. There's there's such
2: simple things, though. Like, (laughs) you're you're saying, you're like, duh, "Duh, that's so easy to do. But actually walking through those steps for the first several times, Mm -hmm. like 20 times, and having to be really aware and, like, calming your breath down, it it, it can be very challenging. But it gets easier every single time that you do it. Yeah,
3: It's taking responsibility, first and foremost. Most people just walk through in a daze, unaware of the things that are affecting them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when we teach our programs that that it's it's an intensive because we go, stop what you were doing. And for this weekend, we have to break so many patterns. There are so many bad habits that we've got to break and make you aware, make you conscious. And then you can start to redirect. Then you can start to go in a different direction and take control. But if you're just on, on autopilot, most people are just on autopilot. And it's impossible to break a pattern when it, you, it's just going, it's just going, it's just going, it's yeah. just
1: going. Acting or living with all this anxiety, it, like when we're 80, 90, 70, if we make it, that we're going to look back and go, oh, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Exactly. Right, exactly. Like we were fixated on things that didn't matter. I'm going to die now. Right, exactly. You know, now it's over. Now this is the big deal, mm-hmm. not that.
2: Mm-hmm. So so once once you're able to be present and you can work on reprogramming,
1: mm-hmm.
2: how, how do you approach? Like what, what do you advise men on yeah, like how yeah. to approach a woman. What's the right way to approach a woman? Yeah.
3: I mean, there, 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 is, there are certain things. We, we'll look at it from the, the physical perspective and the emotional perspective as well. So you do have to prepare... You gotta know what you're gonna say. Part of the anxiety comes from not knowing what to say. Right. That's that's a small that's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Not knowing what to expect.
1: But is there a point where you're too where you're too planned? Yeah. I've said this before. Yeah. yeah. And I'm from the planet. <laughs> yes. Bye bot. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> exactly. So you do you do have to prepare. You do have to prepare. So, that, so that you feel comfortable. You feel as if, okay, if I'm in this situation, I know what direction I can go.
1: you're armed with some Ammunition, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the way I would look at it, doing do, I do stand up, and it's like if if you're in the situation, usually hope you're fast enough on your feet. But if you're in the situation where someone's heckling you, mm-hmm. sometimes good to have go tos so exactly. that if you don't think of something instantly, you have the go to, so the crowd doesn't win. Exactly. You know, so it's kind of like being prepared. Well, it's like in having that training sense. wheels as well. Yeah. It's like you know, just in case. Yeah, they're
2: there, but. Hopefully you'll learn They're to in your not back pocket. You soon. might not need them, but they're there. So what do you mean? So you, you go prepared. So before yeah. so you have like a routine? Is that what you're
3: Well, I I I look at it as a template. So let's say for example. Like there's a there's a there's certain things that you're gonna have to do. If she is not if she's not she that's not expecting you to come and approach, you're gonna have to break her preoccupation. You're gonna have to get her attention. Right mm-hmm. now, you can do that however you want to do it. Some people say, "Excuse me." Some people say, "Hi." Some people say, "Hey," and <laughs>
0: <Bam.
1: it's> like, <laughs> some people grunt. It's like, dang. yeah." You know? <laughs> right?
3: There are very there are various ways to do that. And uh,
2: <laughs> that'd be <a> good. Friend. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be <laughs> uh,
3: hey, well, Hey, <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: But um, so whatever matches your personality, but you you know that you're gonna have to get her attention some way.
1: So yesterday, um, I was in the airport and this guy. <laughs> Uh, this normally doesn't happen to me and I was just kind of waiting and I was standing there and this guy walked by me. He didn't approach me or anything. I thought he might, but he just looked at me with the biggest smile and like looked me up and down and kept smiling and kept going. But I thought, okay, well that prepared me for, I it was like his warning of like, I'm coming up to you now, but he didn't. But I thought that, it made me smile because he was he had such a shit eating grin on his face, almost like, yeah, <laughs> eh, and that it made me th- Laugh almost, and then he kept going. But I felt used, he was just passing
2: gas, and he was yeah.
1: like, yeah. You know, yeah. Just like hey, yeah, yeah,
2: that's, that's that the face I make
3: for.
2: when I fart. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, like, so there is like the hey, whatever. So, that's the way you break into the conversation, yeah. and
3: then what? And then, what I say is that make it situationally relevant. So, whatever's going on. So, if I just saw you walking past, or I just saw you sitting here, or I was just walking past and I noticed you. So it makes it situationally relevant. So that way it's spontaneous. It is actually spontaneous, even though you're, you know, you're using a template or whatever you're using,
2: Mm -hmm. it's still
3: situationally relevant.
2: Do you think that you can, you, you can pull off these things because you have a British accent?
0: Um, Probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Here, <laughs> no, I don't here. know about over Back there. home, uh, they'd here. be like, uh, "Excuse I'll, me, move on." Yeah. It? <laughs>
3: yeah. so. <laughs> I, I, here, here, it goes. It goes a long way. Yeah. I'd be lying if I if I said it didn't. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. No, I'm sure
2: you play up that accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, fantastic. Use what I'll you've never got. do such a <laughs> thing. use what you <laughs> got. Surely not, surely. Okay, so after you go, hey, so whatever, saw you walking by, hey, situation
3: relevance. So You're walking by, and then display your confidence. Then make the compliment. So whip out your penis. (laughs) No? I've tried that once. It didn't
0: work. (laughs) It just didn't work. That's usually
1: where you store all your confidence. (laughs) Exactly. So what what does that mean, whip out your confidence? It
3: could be a a specific compliment. So I just noticed you walking past, and I just thought you looked stunning, or you looked gorgeous, or you looked really interesting, (laughs) you looked really nice, or whatever. Again, it depends on personality. When I first started the word beautiful, I could never say it for some reason. Yeah. Good. It just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, a it's a little hokey. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But if it's said genuinely mm-hmm. and if it yes. comes across authentically and, and he means it and he's in the moment yeah, with it. That's the way you say it. Exactly. Well,
2: we had Jess Lesbian on our show recently and she was talking about how when she, you know, approached this one woman whose
1: smell she really liked,
0: mm.
2: she said,
1: like, you smell good. But, he, but she doesn't say it in a creepy way, but like, you, you smell delicious. Yeah. You know, it's like, you smell, it's an observation. It's like you smell good. Exactly. It's not like, said, said creepily. Yeah. 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 So so okay. whatever
3: whatever is in that moment, to really go with that. But again, see if you're in a state of anxiety, it's difficult mm-hmm. to be present.
1: You smell good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, I just have to tell you that you smell really good. Yeah. And it, yeah. yeah, so so those things have to be dealt with first. We're talking about the mechanics here of like the okay. how to the mechanics yeah. of actually open and engage in a conversation. And um, so then once you make the once you make that introduction, um, so once you say the the compliment, then you can introduce yourself. You shake your hand. I'm Dan and you get the name. Okay. Right. And then you move on from there.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Perfect. So so that's, that's base. That's the basic template. Yeah. And again, you put your own personality onto that so that you're not trying to, that's one of the first things that I do and say, look, you come and work with me. I don't, I don't want you to be a version of Versetti. right? It's, it's about figuring out where your strengths and your character lies and admitting that
2: right and so so for guys who this is very new to them once they Mm -hmm. figure out how to be present if they were to make an approach just like the one that you uh have explained is it going to feel natural for them that those first few times Uh,
3: probably not right probably not anything that we do that we haven't done before is always going to feel uncomfortable it's always going to feel you know different but the 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 comfort zone. That's why I can never not... get
1: into working out because I. Just do it. It's like, every like time I feel it It's like I start for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And so, 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 what I advise, even with working out. I remember when I when I first started working out and getting into shape, it was the baby steps. You know, you just do baby steps. You you and you don't have to stay Literally. in and do a long Around conversation. On the gym, you're on the
1: treadmill, just doing baby steps. <laughs>
3: <laughs> on the, on the, uh, like on your on knees. Step machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it but it is so that so that you don't shock the body too right. hard, right? Because
1: you're gonna scare it away.
3: Exactly, because we've got to understand that what whatever we link pain or pleasure to dictates how we behave, how what we go towards or what we move away from. Mm-hmm. And so most men are avoiding approaching because they've linked more pain to it than pleasure. Yep. Simple as. And so you've got to train your brain and condition yourself to get enjoyment from approaching women. Like, I love doing it now yeah. because I can, I get great pleasure from it. Yeah. And so, but how, positive
1: you, reinforcement. Yeah.
3: And mm-hmm. so, how you do that is by by going and giving a genuine compliment and then leaving. You know, you do that five times and then you just go, oh.
1: Like, that's not
2: so bad. It's not so it bad. It feels more comfortable. Yeah.
3: Women mm-hmm. like being complimented. Oh, I like that. Right.
2: I, I love that you're bringing in uh, working out. Uh, like drawing a correlation because that was actually one of the questions that I did want to ask you because before mm-hmm. the show we were talking about guys approaching at the gym and Kristen and I had uh, conflicting opinions on that. What what's your opinion mm-hmm. on whether or not men should approach women at the gym? Oh,
3: I, I I think in terms of see my my focus is full expression. So if you f- any situation that you feel stifled in, you should go and approach. Like I had a, I had a thing when I was in the gym where I was in the sauna or the steam room. And there's women in there. Obviously, they're in the bikinis. I'm, I'm, in, I'm topless, and I could feel the pressure of, oh, we're boobies. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, this is this is more vulnerable. It's a more vulnerable right. position. But I and and I understand that from a female perspective as well. That's more vulnerable position for her as well. Mm-hmm. So. But that's not a reason for me to not engage in conversation. Now, I don't have to go and say, you're gorgeous. That's a great bikini. If
1: if you're in that situation, I think you stay away from that more.
3: Yeah, have a normal conversation. So so what I start with in the gym, especially if I'm in the sauna, then I say, how was the workout? Good workout. And we start a casual conversation and build from there. Yeah. What
2: what if you weren't in the sauna? Because I actually uh,
1: don't have a co-ed sauna at my gym. Uh, Mine is is co-ed, and I dress like a big lesbian in there
0: <laughs> like, I'm like fully covered
2: I'm like <laughs> like wearing three t-shirts mm-hmm.
3: just keep men away I'm so uncomfortable so, yeah but what
2: yeah, about yeah. like so let's say there's a guy who goes to the gym he sees this woman woman regularly mm-hmm. uh she lifts weight she's on the treadmill she's got earbuds in her ear what do you do
3: yeah so if you know like women that I've met in the gym I know I'm going to see them regularly so I don't have to go balls to the wall right. straight up <laughs> you know what I mean we can start engaging with 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 more situational stuff. If you see her doing a, a pretty hard workout, like I, I like women who do kind of crazy workouts because I do um, bodyweight training and stuff. And so if, oh, I'll right. make a comment on the way she's working out or that type of move or what what is she training? Is she training for something specific or is she just hardcore, mm-hmm. right? And and start a casual conversation.
2: I like hearing I'm hardcore at the gym, so that would get me <laughs> a <There go>. really?
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, I like when people do, do badass workouts, I'm like, go, oh, that's good. And so I'll, I'll engage on something more situational, more casual. And then just build over time rather than feeling like I've got to go for the clothes yeah, straight away. Yeah, that one time.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? So you the build point. it up over yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so how long would you let that stretch out before you asked a girl for her number or ask her on a date? It, it's situational as well. Yeah, right?
3: it's situational. Well, it's also, it, you get a feeling, you get a, there's a rhythm as you, the more and more you talk to women, the more you get a rhythm and you get, a, you get a sense of the rhythm. You get a sense of the vibe that you're getting. And so if you, if you, let's say you're building over time and you start to engage more often and you, you, you know, you're having that conversation that's flowing, there's going to come a point in the conversation where it feels like, Hey, we should, we should, we should hang out after this or we should do something after this or we should grab a coffee or what are you, you'll find out what she's into outside. Right. And then go based on that rather than feeling like you have to force it and go for a number. What's your
2: number? I need your number. Yeah.
3: Then it it feels weird and it feels awkward. Right. But if you've had a conversation and you've got to know each other and you've built some rapport, then there's a more natural progression. But you've got to start feeling it.
2: You know. But you have to be present in order yeah, to feel it yeah, if you're yeah. locked in your head. So I yeah. love the tips that you were sharing at the beginning. Yeah. That's that's what I heard in your presentation, mm-hmm. which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you for answering all these questions. Actually, if, uh, for people who are listening to this show, if you want to find out more information mm-hmm. about Daniel, uh, go to com slash s. So, loves, uh, there, there you go. go. Loves. Slash loves, winggirlmethod.com slash loves. And you can find out more information about him. And actually, uh, I think you can watch the video. Yeah, I think you can watch the there? What were the other two, vi- two videos that were part of
3: there the was, series? There three. So, we we're launching a, a new program called the Influid Intensive, right. where I take guys out for three days. And it is, we, we go out at night, we go out a day, and we're meeting women and overcoming anxiety and building sexual attraction.
2: Amazing. Yeah. So each of the videos that were free, uh, exactly free oh, videos. Yeah. Oh, absolutely free. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, Just yeah, want yeah. to make sure because so, I hate sending people to videos where they're yeah, like, they're... I didn't learn anything and I l- sat there for 45 minutes. Yeah. No, this okay. Is... But this is like actionable advice it's for all, all of actionable.
3: them. actionable. That that's the...
2: And it was great information. I saw the thank other you. two as well. It was thank really you. good information. I like your voice. Awesome. so yeah. I wanted to listen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. And you're going to stick around with us for the second half of the show because you are our voice of man, okay. which means <laughs> that when we start talking about stuff that's too girly, you can slap us. No, you're more of our voice of elegance. Yeah. Yes, I the think voice so. Of yes, maybe the second I half we'll talk in British accents. Oh yes, yeah, sounds good. All right, I can't do it. All right, well we'll be back after this. All right, so you guys. In no, a no I'm doing Australian. No, sure, I, I don't, don't even yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know my accents. Anyway, we'll be back Pathemic. after this. <laughs>
1: Back to uh, the Ask Woman podcast. We have an awesome chick in the, in the studio because we like to add some estrogen when we can. More. More. Because Al- Kristen takes it away. Um, she's got an awesome radio show called Ward and Al that you can find on Sirius XM Radio. Thursdays, 1 to 4? Is that what Monday I Monday was- to Thursday. Monday. Mo- oh, it's day. Oh, Monday yeah, day. Awesome. Yeah, I'm Al- not messing Al- around. Alison Doerr. Thank yeah. you for coming on the show. Thank you for having I love the show, by the way, guys. Oh, and I- thank you. Thanks. she's
0: listened. Oh, I've listened. And I just want to say it's I don't think it's just advice for men. I've learned stuff. It's R- really? what have you learned? Oh, Wait yeah, a yeah, second. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, listen.
1: <laughs>
0: Sometimes maybe I am a bit too text accessible. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so
0: like I think I just listened to episode eighty four and Good uh, she's coming on every week. Yeah, no, I know numbers and stuff. And- <laughs> she can be making it up. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what was 84. Um <laughs> talking about how taking care of your life first, yeah. right, and not being too, of like, respond to the text, but don't always, like, the yeah, second yeah. it comes in, be like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And then I was like, I have been too text available. Mm-hmm. I have been too, mm, oh, I'm always going to respond right away. Yeah. Hi. Well, oh, I'm, I'm, glad we could, I'm, I'm glad we could help you. <laughs> yeah, we helped you a desperate. woman. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: on the first half of the show, we were talking about approach anxiety mm-hmm. uh, and being approached, or approaching women, but I want to hear from a woman's, side and woman's point of view, that's what the show is all about, about being approached.
0: Well, what's interesting is when you first said, what about approaching at the gym? My gut reaction was like, never do it. Do not approach me. At that's
1: the gym. how I feel. Yeah. Well, because and a lot of time. <clears throat> that's Excuse how me. a lot I of feel, women feel will respond. I feel ugly and angry and I'm not good at what I do in the gym. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. Wait well, till I have makeup on, please.
0: Yeah, I'm really focused and I look like a dirtbag because my I'm like, I'm going there to work. I'm wearing sweatpants. I'm wearing an old T-shirt. Like, I don't care about you. I'm going in. I'm focused. I'm getting it done. And I, so I put up walls like nobody's. Me back. too. Like, do
1: not make eye contact with me. Oh, if anyone because makes eye contact, I give them the stink eye.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Get away no, from totally. me. No, totally. No, but it, well, mm-hmm. part of it is because I feel uncomfortable, but uh, because it is, and it, it tends to be, you know what, the gym is generally a male-dominated place where I think a lot of women
1: do feel judged, right? Okay. Um, because I think they're- Held to higher- s- not higher standards. Men should, you know, no, sorry. Keep going. I should <laughs> well, just, you know, are, are we're a little more body conscious, yeah. I would say. And I think we are
0: more conscious of, am I doing this right? Right. You know what I mean? Where men are like, whatever, I'm going to lift this thing. Right. But <laughs> I, I have been approached in the gym, even with all my walls up. And what I realized was like when you said, if you said to a woman like, this oh, you, it did like you like have a clank, good clank, workout clank,
1: when they it, clank, clank, clank on your walls? Sorry. Not,
0: I'm not going to interrupt. you. They're anymore. trying to get in there. Sorry. They're trying to get in there. And She's I'm like, trying to out click, comedy click, click. you.
1: Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
0: um, but if a guy just said like, oh, did you have a good workout? that would be fine. Right. They never do that. I had a guy once, I work at, I work out at a gym where there is tons of those guys that like do a set and then walk around for 20 minutes chatting to people and then do another set. Oh, I know those guys. Yeah. Every gym has them. My gym has like 108 of them. <laughs> yeah. And so one of them, came, and I am not like that. I am like treadmill, like you're like seconds to work. between work, Like what reps. you said. Yeah, I am like, I'm getting this workout done as fast and as effectively as possible and then I'm getting out. And, um, So, you know, I'm doing some weights and this guy who's doing one set every 20 minutes comes (laughs) over and this is his big line. Why are you sweating more than me? Oh, (gasps) God. Yeah. And I go, because I'm working harder than (laughs) you. (laughs) And then I just went back to what I was doing because I was like, just, and now I'm mad. Right. And now you hate him. Yeah. Because he, you know what I mean? And as opposed to him coming over and saying, you're working hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And And I, but, but, but. Without sounding surprised. like right. by Like, like you're working hard. Yeah. Like, like, go, go, girl. You're working yeah, hard. Yeah, like, not by, like, oh, look at you. You can work hard. You right. know, you don't want that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you right. want, Take like, that, yes. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Said in the right
0: tone, it would be like, yes, I am. Thank you for Thank you for noticing. And now I'll talk to you next you time know? instead of throwing daggers
2: at you when we, you walk by.
0: I had some little skinny guy <laughs> come up to me. Now, was it
2: because
3: he was skinny that it was offensive? <laughs>
0: or was no. You did hear what he had to say. I'm doing, I'm doing squats. And I don't want to brag. I, I had twenty pounds on there. Okay, I love so that it's bragging. Yeah, 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 I'm knocking it out of the park. Not gonna brag,
1: but I had seven pounds on there. <laughs> and,
0: kind
1: of and, well, listen, the bar itself is like wait 40? twenty pounds on each side. Yeah, that's that's no, no, that's no. no, a, no 20. Oh, I was <laughs> gonna <can> say that's <laughs> 10, on, ten on each okay, side. Right. and then the bar is like what forty five. Right, and so I was
0: probably doing like a sixty five squat. Right, right. Uh, but so this little skinny guy comes up to me and goes, "Oh my God, that's how much I squat." <laughs>
1: Then you picked all, him up, put him over your yeah, shoulders and squatted yeah, him. Yeah, right. I was literally probably twice his size. I was like, "Yeah, I don't get out of here. Yeah, right? The fact that
0: it's shocking. Look, a woman could lift something. Right. okay, right. bad approach. Don't approach. Right. That way. okay,
2: but so what what you're saying and what you're coming around to is that you mm-hmm. would be open to being approached because yeah. I would say most women, first off would say, no, do not approach me at the gym.
0: Yes. I, but I don't
2: think anywhere should be off limits. I think if you see something you like. Wait,
0: you guys totally changed my mind in this. your conversation about it. We're helping our tech. We're changing our mind, it's okay. Right? I'm, Welcome to the United States. I'm, yay! <laughs> Canadian. Yeah. I, I'm in a foreign land and I'm learning so much.
2: Well, tell me about the last time somebody did approach you in a way that you liked where you wanted to know more about him. There was curiosity created and you were attracted to him.
0: Oh, just like a guest on a show? Ken? Yes. And so, what was it about a guest on a show? Okay, we had on this guy. He uh, is the lead singer of Broken Social Scene, Kevin Drew, and he is also um, he just put out an album with Andy Kim. Who Google Andy Kim? He's I like Broken Social Scene. I
1: know them, right? They're a big band. Yeah, Everybody. they're Canadian,
0: right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're quite good. They're quite well known. Yeah. And so, anyway, just from the right, he, you know, the the interview seemed to skew more to being about Andy. Um, but Kevin and I just had like a super fun flirty time and we're like joking. Like I, and I'm supposed it's my show, right? I mean, I have a co-host, um, but it's really, and he's, show. He, well, <laughs> it's not, not my show. <laughs> uh, but so he, he carries a lot of the music stuff cause that's more his thing. And so, you know, Kevin and I, are, and we had just had a psychic on and we we're making fun of the guy's book and, uh, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like we had just this little jokey back and forth and he's not my usual type, but I was like, what's the deal with this guy? I don't want to talk to this guy more. Right. You know? And it but was But so what was fun. it about him? Because he was joking with you? Um, you know what? Like, just the way he was joking. And then the jokes he made were right up my alley. Right. You know? Uh, a little bit sarcastic. A little bit. And then on air, we did play a little bit. Um... You because know? we were talking about when I
2: was on your show mm-hmm. that you are more of an assertive woman,
0: right? Yeah. and you're
2: you're a, a strong presence. I yes, and that can be intimidating for a lot of men. Well, I don't know about intimidating. Maybe I'm throwing words out there that like strong women use to make themselves feel better, but uh, like <laughs> but,
3: yeah. I intimidate. Men.
0: But <laughs> well, I listen. I don't want to make an issue that is mine, someone else's. But clearly, they're intimidated, right? And they suck. Um. Well, my what I find a lot because I am for sure an alpha person, and what the joke I always made is I need a man who can outman me. Right, right? Like, that's, I need that's another, what I say as well. Yeah, I need another mm-hmm. alpha that you know wants more of a warrior cre- queen than like to save a princess. I think I stole that from somewhere, but um, but it's accurate. But what I find is uh, the guys who tend to attempt to approach me are the quote unquote nice guys. Who are generally not all that nice, but are extremely passive and therefore mm-hmm. think they're nice. Yeah. Right. Um, which uh, makes me really angry. I can't deal with passive aggression. And so I don't seem to get approached a lot by the alphas that I'm looking for. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I also am a fabulous mess. <laughs> so, but they don't know that before they approach. No, but I probably oh. do have some walls that I keep up outside of the gym. Right. Um, right? That could be. I don't know. We Before the show, Daniel and I were talking about sort of like your intentions leaking out and stuff. And I think sometimes I've accidentally put out a like get away from me right. uh, vibe, even when I was like, but please don't go, right. you know what I mean? It's very to complicated. to protect yourself, for yeah. sure. Well, actually, so Daniel, what would you
2: say to that? Keeping in from mind- From a female
3: perspective or from a male perspective?
2: I would say from both, but oh, let's yeah. say like keeping in mind that the majority of our audience are men, and the question would be, you know, how how do you outman a woman who feels the same way that Allison does? Like, how, how can you allow her to- come into her feminine self. And, and yeah.
3: yeah. I what, what I've found is that it's about sinking into your, your masculine. It's understanding that, that for, from my perspective, that comes from, like you said, a need. We all have that need for certainty. And women have a need for security and for strength. doesn't matter, you know, what type of woman they are. There is that need for certainty and strength. So if they come in contact with wishy-washy men, indecisive men, men who aren't direct with their intention, who aren't strong then you can get that behavior that flares up even more because they don't feel safe and secure. Right. So it is really about knowing what you're about, knowing what your intentions are, really dropping deep into your masculine and understanding that she's not always that way. What I teach is that there are are sides, there are parts, places and layers to every person, every woman as well. And so there's a part of you that's really... You know, that's, you've got that more alpha woman side. And there's also the part of you that says, no, we don't really go. And there's that mm-hmm. feminine side that wants to be hugged and cuddled and that the little girl inside almost. And so f- from, from a male perspective, he has to understand that that's there and play with a little girl talk to the little girl that sounded so wrong play with a little yeah, girl
2: right. yeah. talk how do you talk girl. to the little girl because well, I, I will like, say that that's very
3: similar to me well like what, what you were just saying about the guy in the studio right um, yeah. who, who you found attractive you guys were playing you weren't having a serious conversation you were playing you were play, having, having fun you were flirting making jokes that is talking to the inner child we've all got it men have got it as well that playfulness inside us that the inner child access that and communicate to that side and then it softens us Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
0: It does. And actually, what's really interesting is, you know, I'm in two male-dominated professions, being Mm. stand-up and radio. And there are times where – and you know what? Most men these days, I think, have the best of intentions and really think they're like, I see women as equals and don't realize they're a little bit old school. And um, there are days when I get home and I am so tired of being a ball buster that I'm like, oh, imagine I had a man that I could just – be like, can you hug me for seven mm-hmm. minutes and then everything will be fine? So it is interesting because as much as I am like, oh, I'm a strong woman. I'll uh-huh. kick your butt. I'm also like, but hold me. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, hold me and gently stroke my hair. No, I'm mm-hmm. absolutely the mm-hmm. same way. I, I I find that sometimes it's it's hard for me to find my feminine self, especially with the profession that I'm in, where, wow. you know, I... Sure. Yeah. And so, uh, it, you know, I, I happen
1: to have a, a wonderful partner who... You have boobs. You don't have to look that hard to find your feminine self. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's true,
2: Kristen. Show over. Yeah. Um, but but it, it, is, it is challenging for a lot of men because... They, they hear these messages about empowered women and let a woman have strength and like when do you – not baby her feminine side but when, when do you help her access
1: her feminine side? It becomes really challenging I for think, men. I think a big way to access her feminine side is to listen. Because I think women, no matter how strong you are, when you are feeling down or you're having a problem, women want to talk it out. Guys just want to give answers. Right. Well, then if this is the problem, you do this. And if that's the problem, you do that. But women just want to talk about it. They don't or want the answer hug. immediately. I, I agree yeah. with what Allison said. I just want to hug sometimes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I totally want to hug. Sometimes. But I think it, you know, you're know, you absolutely right in that men are solution-oriented. Oriented. Because let's face it. like We've put gender roles on both genders that now we're learning right. have destroyed people's minds and <laughs> uh, made, life, yeah, made life so confusing and hard and that's how we find ourselves here and it's true so men have a kind of always been taught like you have to fix it and so when a woman is upset about something they're like okay well we're gonna do this and then I'll punch this guy in the face and then you will be you know what I mean and I think yeah great advice is like sometimes just instead of trying to fix it just go just have girl talk okay. with her sometimes. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Well, so
2: actually, Daniel, yeah. I'm going to ask
0: you a question. Yeah. So let's say you're, you're st- taking a step
2: back and we're not in a relationship because this sounds like it's getting into like relationship space mm-hmm, of how to uh-huh. talk with your girlfriend, which is fantastic and wonderful. But let's say you're going back to the approach mm-hmm. and you approach this ball busting woman mm-hmm. who y- you know how to banter, Allison. And so yeah. does Kristen. So do I. Like we know how to throw it back and say like, I'm strong. Like, what have you got? Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. what would be... A way to respond to that type of response uh-huh. from a woman that would get her to soften up a little bit to yeah, say, yeah. to show like I, can, I see what you got, but I can play too. But I'm going to be so, like, what can you do?
3: Yeah, do you know that that is one of the hardest things yeah. for guys to adapt to. And Kristen, like um, what you're saying about having some some stuff in a in a can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that 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 does actually help for in sure. that response. Um, but. What I've also found as well, so so long term, long-term, learn how to banter. It is essential.
1: It's invaluable. Oh, it's yeah.
3: it's priceless. And and you can develop that over time. You can develop an understanding of it over time. Huh. Um, there's a so there's something that we call push and pull, right? So this is the kind of playful, uh, playful rejection and the validation, right? We have this need to be validated. We have this need to play, and then also when when we sense a playful rejection, which is what bantering is, it's the back and forth when we're teasing someone. Then it gives us that oh, it's a movement. It's an it's an emotional movement. It's emotional stimulation. So you've got to learn how to do that. That's essential, right? Okay. The next thing is the, and this is kind of like a this this is a tactic. This is a tactic. This is okay. this is as tactical as I get. It's good though. Mm-hmm. Whoever controls the frame dictates the behavior Mm -hmm. so if let's say someone is bantering with me and I meet some sharp women there are some women that are really sharp and if my brain is not when my brain's in gear I'm fine if my brain's not in (laughs) gear if I've been working all day I've been in front of my computer and I haven't kicked in yet then what I resort to is the person who gives the validation so let's say I, I, I meet someone and they're really sharp I say you know what that was really sharp well done
2: yeah. See, I like that because that, means
3: oh, yeah. mean, yeah, I like right. that. So then I'm in you're in the position of the one who is giving the validation. And that is the person of, who is the in, in the power position. And that is about status. That is about status. That is about security. So when a woman knows that, OK, he's comfortable with that. And even if I can banter and be playful, she can be she can be playful. She can banter. He's confident enough to just go, OK, you got me there. I like that.
0: I like yeah, that. no, that's right. great advice. I
3: love that.
2: I want to go back to the bantering thing. How do you mm. learn to banter?
3: Okay. it's yeah. <laughs> a good question. So there's no short, quick way to do it. One, listen to people that banter a lot.
2: Listen mm-hmm. to stand-up
3: comedians. I mean, you, you guys are stand-up comedians. I was going to say, you're all comedians, right? so I've, mm-hmm.
2: this is a question to all of you. Sorry mm-hmm. to direct it towards Daniel.
3: But... Yeah, no, 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 but listen, listen to stand-up comedians. Have, find, you'll find your favorite. Everyone has a different comedian who they like. Um, there's a certain rhythm and a tempo to bantering. And you've got to dial into that. You can understand it from a technical perspective, which is the playful validation. I mean, validation and playful rejection, right? You can understand that technically. But until you hear it and you develop an ear for it and a feeling for it, it becomes very difficult to be able to do it back. Right. Understand that you're going to mess up.
1: Yeah, and I think Mm -hmm. what's important about banter is that it has to be with someone who's receptive to it. Mm -hmm. If you do it, it's like... If you, it's like a tennis match, you know, of course, if you hit it over and the person just watches the ball go by and then they just like look up at the sky, it's like, okay, this is not going to be a banter <laughs> right. relationship yeah. here. So you don't try because then you're going to feel angry because it didn't work and all that. So you have to have the right vibe going on with the person.
0: I think you also have to, if you're new to, you know, a back and forth, tone is so oh, important. Yeah. 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 Because I tend to, you know, I'm a sarcastic person and I tend to, I'm one of those people that's like, if I like you, I'm probably going to make fun of you.
1: Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's a bad sign if you don't make fun of them. Yes. It means I hate you. It oh, totally If does, I told yes. you you're perfect and wonderful, yeah. I hate your guts. If no, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, you're great. And then folk walk away. <laughs> to you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, But the thing with being sarcastic and, you know, all the kind of – if my tone is it's off, so they'll be like, why is she such a bitch? You get yeah. the tone right and they're like, I see what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So tone – So what is the t- – what's the right tone? Well, it has to be very playful and that's where mistakes are going to happen in the uh-huh, beginning uh-huh. for sure. Because you can't
1: be like – um your mom's a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah be like, "Oh, your mom's a bitch" or something, you know, it's yeah, like there's right. a exactly. difference. Yeah. Don't stare them straight in the eyes and say like No, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, a harsh tone or in any way a raised voice
0: or the way Chris just very cutting <laughs> your ma- you know. Not bitch. Yeah. So can you
2: can you guys each give an example of of some comedian or something, some improv they could people could watch to learn? That tone and learn there's, banter style. There's something.
3: There's an exercise that I do. Um, so, so it's subtext. As actors, we have to learn really quickly that you gotta. If 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 what you say and what you mean are on the same line, and they come out exactly the same. So let's say what you just said. Your mom's a bitch. If you mean that. Then that comes through. She hears that. She yeah. hears the mum's a bitch. What we really pick up is 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 on is what Alison was saying about the tone. So the subtext is the tone, and the tone is the thoughts and the intentions underneath the words. Yeah. So if I say I hate you, I say I hate you.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But really, I love you. Right. It's masking almost like exactly. masking your real. So you've got
3: emotion. two layers of communication, and that's when it becomes fun. That's when it becomes flirty and playful. At the same thing. If you, if you go, if you go, I love you, but really I hate you, then you hear that yeah. as well. Yeah, I love you.
1: Do you know how many? <laughs> times yeah, that's yeah. so true. You know what I mean? yeah. so. do you know how many times a day I I've been in a relationship for a really long time? <laughs> we say said six day? years, right? Yes, thank I you. told oh, you I listen. listen. I told oh, you. Oh my god, so um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll. I would say, my boyfriend and I say to each other, we hate each other probably six or seven times a day, and we will literally be like, I, I, like I'll i say to him, I literally hate you. <laughs> mm. And then he's like, I hate you. But we know what we're saying. That exactly. yeah, you hate each other. There's like a sincereness <laughs> under that. For sure. Like he may not hang his keys up or something, which I do get angry about. But like, I'll see his keys and I'll literally, I'll go, I literally hate you. Yeah. And I'll put the key and I'll hang him up and then we'll go back to regular business. But he knows what I mean. When I'll I, say that. Like, do you do this to fun?
2: With me, like, are you? Are do you?
0: Like, literally, yeah. yeah.
1: But it's the same thing. Yeah.
0: One of my favorites is, uh I don't really care for you as a person. Because <laughs> if you say it right, it's the indication is I do care for you yeah. as a person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So it's all the uh, all
2: about the delivery. Yeah. I have one question, and then we're going to wrap up the show unless Allison has.
0: I just to wanted say. to say, you know, in terms of watching comedians and stuff like that, I think if oh yeah, I forgot one sample you're not a comedian and stuff for sure i mean watch lots of comedy and support live comedy but um, <laughs> when you're looking for banter inspiration go i would say start with really looking at clean comics because if you know the ellens and the nice people comics mm-hmm. because if you start with and don't get me wrong i you know darker comedians are my favorite like don't start with like I- Lampanelli right like too aggressive too aggressive you're gonna accidentally soak up the aggression right instead of the uh, I think start gentle she uses faggot a little too liberally like it might yeah she (laughs) she says a lot oddly (laughs) enough loveliest woman in the world yeah on stage it's like it's a bit much yeah okay so one example Ellen I would say Ellen or I'm trying to think of who else I I don't watch a lot of nice people comedy but um, just someone that's gentle with people who would
1: you say well of course I'd say like Larry David Oh, that's good. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, he's always making a point like if you watch Curb your Enthusiasm, I mean, he's making a point like, yeah, but don't you want to do like so he's kind of saying like, don't you want to park between the lines, but the way he's doing it has got more of that kind of like well, da-da-da, da-da-da, kind of back and forth because basically their show and Curb, they just improv the entire thing. So the whole right. show is a banter. Right, exactly.
3: Okay, and Daniel. Well, I'm into Kevin Hart and I Dave Chappelle at the Hart. moment, so Yeah. Dave Chappelle's
1: the best thing like that yeah. ever happened. Did you
2: see him on uh, Saturday Night Live? He was like the red carpet. No. Oh well anyway, he was just very like composed and nice and like I, I just I just like his whole presence. Okay, do we have time for one question or do you want us to wrap this up? Okay, so I am going to read one of the questions. All right, I don't get to meet a lot of people in my day-to-day life, so I've turned to online dating. I don't understand why these women are on dating sites. If they are this good looking and not terrible people, they should have boyfriends. I don't understand women who are online but don't seem interested in actually dating. I find women who want me to follow them on Instagram, which I don't have, just endlessly exchange messages without actually moving forward, endlessly text without going forward just want validation. or women who say they are interested in a physical meeting but refuse to make an attempt to set anything up. And women on these sites are women on these sites just for attention. PS tell Kristen to do a stand up set at the comedy store or the laugh factory. Uh <laughs> PBS Marnie is one hot mama. Joe. <laughs> from Joe. Um okay so do do some women just go onto these sites get attention for online for, dating.
0: Sh- for sure probably okay I think but wh- what I hear a lot of is levels in there why are women this beautiful and this on these sites um, okay well if why are you on these sites but also I think He's like,
1: "Well, I'm a loser." It makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, but <laughs> That's then kind he's of what like, he's saying. "How come they don't want to meet up with me?" But they're on this site. Like, oh, maybe it's about you. Maybe yeah. it's not about the women. Oh, for sure, it's about him, not about the women. Yeah. So, okay, what do you think from what you hear in
3: that? Okay, vision? so personally, I think online dating is for women.
2: Okay. I've mm-hmm. got
3: friends of mine, and I remember my friend, she broke up boyfriend, with and within three days she went on on a dating <laughs> website. And in three days, she had (gasps) 3,000 hits and about 300 and something messages. Wow. It is virtually, I say virtually because it is possible to cut through the noise, but it's difficult.
1: See, I would feel bad about those. I'm really bad at math. 2,700 that didn't. Didn't that didn't write messages to me, but saw my page. <laughs> like, what are you not like? The three hundred messages would mean nothing. Yeah. Right. so
3: so it means it's difficult, and 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 I'm not saying it's impossible. I've done it before as well, and and, and I do online dating as well. But you've got to you've got to know how to stand out. One, you've got to be able to write good profiles, right? You've got to be able to write good profiles. You've got to have good pictures, and then you've got to have good the stuff that we're talking about, banter, banter. right? Mm-hmm. You've got to have good banter because you, you imagine it like this. this. Is how I see it. When you don't know what state the person's in. You don't know what state the woman's in when she's reading your messages. And so the first thing that I'm doing is shifting her state from wherever she is so that I create responsiveness. That's the first thing. Whether I'm doing that in person or I'm doing that online, I'm shifting the state to create responsiveness.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and, but it's a, but it's hard. And so the, the competition is higher. Think about it like this. When you go out, let's say I'm walking down the street and I see a woman that I want to approach. What are the chances of her having been approached in a way that I would do it that day? They're slim. They're slim. But online, every guy who doesn't have right. the balls to go and approach in person, he's sending messages, he's poking, he's doing whatever. So, the, so, so winging, even if, poking. Yeah, pinky poking. But this, but this
1: talking
2: about women who are continuously messaging back or who are texting or saying, sure, but let's go out, but then always the flaking. Mm-hmm. So I, I think to, to some degree, some women are being polite. I think to some degree, some women are not on there for attention. I think they're actively looking for somebody. I think politeness has a lot to do with it. But I think, think, yeah, a lot of it has to do with politeness. And I, I wish women weren't. Like that, and they just said, "Okay, I'm not interested." But most people don't because it's more comfortable to just sort of like continue being polite every five days or let it just kind of fizzle out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I I,
3: haven't made a mark as well.
2: Yeah, and I think that I think that Joe needs to. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah, he hasn't thrown her over the edge. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think that what Joe was saying was not Joe. Daniel was saying to Joe uh, is that you know you have to reevaluate the way that you're presenting yourself online because you haven't made the mark or you're not presenting yourself well enough. You're not standing out enough to Mm -hmm. make her say, "Oh, I act." want to get off of this screen and
1: go out with you. But if you want to like my time. pictures on Instagram, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need more followers. Let right. me
3: give some. Let me try and give something, so, something real concrete that they can actually use. So, um, I won't give lines and stuff, but I'll give you the principles so that you understand how to how to go about doing it. You have to break the preoccupation. You have to create in an emotional response that's the first thing that has to happen if it doesn't happen she sees you as every single other guy out there the next thing that you've got to do is that you've got to find out you've got to create relevant value like what is how can you be relevant in her life what is what where is she in her life Uh, the, the example that i draw is that when i was when i was younger um not that I'm not young now,
1: but, um, when I was a little <laughs> Your bit Your beard young, says you know, otherwise. The
3: beard says distinguished gentleman. <laughs> yes. But uh, when I was in my 20s um, and I was doing um, events, like VIP events in, in the Mayfair clubs in London, my relevant value was for girls 18 to, you know, 30 that were going out regularly, okay? I had access to all the top clubs in London. We had VIP access. We had free alcohol. That was a great pool to kind of get in. So if I say, hey, bring your friends out, and then, then it gives me an opportunity to, you know, then in person get to know them. Now, because I'm not in the clubs all the time, I'm not going out, and I'm meeting women who are, you know, late 20s, early 30s, upwards, then the, my value proposition is very different. Right. They're looking for something different. So I have to figure out where they are in their life and then what is my relevant value in that position?
1: Right? Well, I mentioned um, a minute ago Larry David and what you said is make an emotional connection. And I my, I am in love with Larry David. He is my <laughs> king, my God, my everything. Um, and when I met my boyfriend, who I've been with now for six years, and I've mentioned this before, but he said um, – He wrote me a message on Facebook, and at the time, I had, like, Larry David quotes, whatever. And he just said, marry me, question mark, was the subject. And then it was, you love Larry, I love Larry, it just makes sense. And there was nothing that could have emotionally connected to me on a surface level more than that. Like, that was, I just went all right, well, I'm clearly going out with this guy. (laughs) Because no one had ever said that to me before. I had broken up with a guy because he hated Seinfeld. And literally, (laughs) it it uh, meant a lot to me. And so he found that thing that meant the most to me. And he is a fan of his, but... He said it and it was like, all right, well, yep, we're going out and, and we're getting married. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it makes, it makes sense and it's so important because yeah. any other – like I get a million I, – no, I don't get a million Facebook messages hitting on me. I get occasional Facebook messages from like random people that are like, hey, baby or whatever and I'm just like click off, goodbye. Mm. Like of course I'm, I have a boyfriend but I'm not going to respond to that. It's unoriginal. It's cheesy. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. you know, yeah, It's that, that kind of thing to you. Yeah. So okay. that's important. Perfect.
2: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Allison, do you want to tell people how to get in touch with you and how to listen to your wonderful, serious show? Well, you can
0: follow me on the tweeters mm-hmm. at Allison Dore, D-O-R-E. I didn't realize
1: that was you who followed me. Oh, yeah. I totally yeah, yeah, followed yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i follow you back. Everybody. And, uh, <laughs> oh, well, or thanks a lot. you can, no, <laughs> just you. I have no standards. I'll follow I, anyone. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. I, I meant I followed everyone on no, the I show. No, I saw I on Ask um, woman too. Yeah. But, uh, Oh, oh, and my show, Ward and Owl, is on Sirius XM One Sixty Seven, Monday to Friday, from one until four Eastern Standard Time, and you can follow us on Twitter at Ward and Owl. Perfect. I'm the Owl part. Perfect. And Daniel...
3: How you can get in contact yeah. with me, if you just drop me an email, vasetti so V-E-R-C-E-T-T-I, at lovesystems.com.
2: Yeah, you can also find you. these videos that I talked about at the beginning half of the show if you go to winggirlmethod.com slash loves. And you can check out new episodes of our podcast. Uh, they are released every Thursday. Thursday. Um, but you can also subscribe so that they just, you know, go straight into your funnel. Mm-hmm.
1: So <laughs> you can listen it. to them automatically. The
2: but please, if you want the show to stay on the air, please go give us a five star rating on iTunes. It helps support us. It helps build our listeners so more people will listen to us and like us. Uh, and then it keeps uh, Christian and I very happy to see a whole bunch of five stars. Um, but if you want to write in questions for Over Analyze This, please write to ask at com And you can find Christian
1: on Twitter. At Kristen Carney, you really original. Yeah, and
2: me on Twitter at <laughs> Wing Girl Method, and we will see you guys next week.